Managing money is time-consuming, difficult, and well, sometimes just stressful. Does it leave you confused, exhausted, and frustrated? Having those countless arguments with your parents and rant sessions with your friends all leading to the same piece of advice. You need to spend responsibly and save money. But the real question is, how? How do you achieve this? Well, come discover the simple truths about money with Finlect. Better yet, deep dive with us in our weekly podcasts and learn the most practical tips and tricks that can help you lead that life of financial stability. Hi guys, welcome to yet another podcast hosted by Finlek. Today we have a very interesting person on our podcast and we're super excited to introduce her to you. She is the co-founder of Ojo, which is an application that a lot of us have heard about. It helps young people get the skills that they need to be employed and to be ahead of the game, especially in this market and in this situation. So hello Zainab and welcome to our podcast. Hi Monica, really good to be here and really excited to be on this podcast and collaborating with Finland. Okay, wonderful. So let's get, let's get started. I mean, uh, tell us about your journey Zainab. What has been your personal journey as, you know, a student and then as a working individual? Sure. So I was actually a student here in Dubai for my whole kind of education before university. So I went to high school um over here in Dubai and then I went abroad to the UK um for university. Um and I studied management studies over there and I was really adamant to get a job in London, just wanted to experience something different. Um so I kind of leveraged all the career services, employability services, um anything that was really available to me. Um and I managed to secure myself into um the Deloitte consulting graduate scheme over there. um which is where i kind of began my journey in hr consulting learning and development and that was kind of the start of where the roots of ojo began okay that's wonderful so i'm curious to know you know what was the time period or the duration it took for you to go from you know being a graduate to actually landing your first job so actually i didn't have an option to stick around after graduation very long because i um i didn't have a citizenship in the country at that time so I you know I had a very short window after so I started preparing for um ap- applications and getting my job in my second year of university and I actually secured the job um in my second year so a year before I graduated which is fairly unusual in this region but um over in the UK typically graduate schemes will uh close their intakes a year in advance so luckily okay. I didn't have that period of time after um but I know it's very common over here for people to have that okay that's actually very interesting so um tell me like you know you mentioned that when you were you know searching looking for this job you kind of leveraged all of these resources around you and that was kind of the first little hunch that you had that something like ojo is super important right so how how did you kind of curate an entire team and a group of people uh who were passionate about the same thing and who also i'm i'm assuming leveraged similar resources yeah so actually um what happened is that because i leveraged leveraged so many of these different resources i really understood what was required to nail these job applications um and i started helping friends and family alongside my husband who is in recruitment Um so he has a recruitment background and I had a background in HR 
um, in consulting and also managing to get a graduate scheme as an international student in the UK. So we just started sharing, you know, our knowledge, our insights to friends and family. And those friends and family also then started landing really great graduate roles with that help. Um, so it kind of naturally became a team of just him and me initially. Um, and then after that, I got my sister on board. Um, so she is also very passionate about the same topic. Um, she actually um, went to university in the UK, but came back to Dubai and really saw that there was a real gap in the market in terms of support for graduates. So it really started off with the three of us. And then we hired, you know, really um, ambitious, young, smart interns to join our team. Um, but it kind of started off like that, where with all three of us going through that process ourselves or helping friends and family do it. I think it's it, uh, that's extremely valuable because Ojo is literally your family. So you're more driven, more motivated to keep it going, right? So tell me something, uh, you know, when you were uh, doing this consulting work or when you were working, uh, even when you came back to the UAE or when your sister came back here, what exactly were these gaps that you were talking about? Yeah, so typically in the UK or uh, overseas, there's a very strong um, sense of career and employability development um, as part of universities and also um, really making students aware of the skills that are required to get into a great graduate job. Um, and it just felt like there wasn't a lot of that over here. So there wasn't particular websites or portals or anything like that that students could really go to and understand, okay, these are all the graduate openings. This is what is required in terms of skill set. This is the salary band. You know, this is what the application process looks like. Here's how you prepare for it, et cetera. So that was a major gap in the market that we saw. And, you know, as my sister went through it herself, she saw that, you know, there was a lot of unpaid internships that would go on for a few months um, with the hope of it becoming a long-term position, um, but would not happen for some reason. Um, and a lot of interns and a lot of graduates were going through that same thing of the lack of transparency and kind of a hopelessness that develops after, you know, your first internship goes nowhere, your second internship goes nowhere. Yeah. So we wanted to create um, an environment where they could go to so that they don't feel alone. So there's a community that they can, you know, share experiences with, get ideas from each other, um, a place they can go to for all information about what's available in terms of graduate roles, um, where they can also upskill on the skills that they need or how they need to get through those processes. Um, and an element of transparency as well. So um, further down the line, we'd be looking to help them get their interviews and, and get, get them into graduate jobs and um, essentially give them that transparent process that's been missing. So tell me, before you started Ojo, what was your, uh, you know, approach or understanding of personal finance? And has that changed after you started something of your own? Definitely. So when I first um, started kind of working in the corporate world, I barely knew anything about finance. And I think the one thing that kind of makes us common in terms of FinLec and Ojo is that, you know, at university and in education, no one really teaches you these things and they're critical skills to have for life. So I really went about, you know, developing my financial literacy on my own, making mistakes, Googling things, you know, not really understanding until I was a little bit more established into my career. 
And when I was, uh, you know, I was working um, as a consultant, I had a very different relationship with personal finances than I do now. Um, so I had more disposable income, more freedom to do whatever I want, you know, all of those things. Um, whereas when you then become a founder of a startup, you know, contrary to popular belief, um, startup founders don't really make that much money. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> so, we don't make any money, right? For a money, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's quite, it was quite a sacrifice in terms of uh, earnings and earning potential, well, not potential, but earnings. Um, and that really changed my view on personal finances. So, you know, I was a little bit more relaxed about it previously, but now I, you know, I put more focus on what I'm spending on, you know, does that really add value to my life? Um, is it worth spending? You know, what is my budget? How can I save? How much credit should I use? Um, so it's really put a, an additional lens on my, me managing my own personal finances, which I kind of wish I had done earlier um, because then, you know, I would, I would be more used to having that approach um, when it comes to finances. Okay, so Zainab, I want to know, you know, you've worked in consulting as HR, your husband is in recruiting. What, what exactly is the approach that you kind of hunt for in young people who are either interviewing or pursuing a certain role especially in terms of like just general life skills that they carry with them what are the kind of things that recruiters are looking for yeah so kind of the one thing to help you differentiate as a graduate is to really nail those soft skills so everyone is coming out with a degree with great education with good technical skills but more and more, um, the, work, the world of work is changing and the emphasis on, is on soft skills. So, you know, are you a problem solver? Do you think critically? Are you able to challenge and manage a difficult conversation? Um, can you ha handle client relationships? And you can kind of see elements of that. So the grassroots coming out, er, very early days in a graduate. So if you see someone who has great initiative, who has great communication skills, who will be on time, who will, you know, send a follow-up email, um, who will ask the right questions. These are all good signs to know, okay, this graduate has the potential and has the soft skills that can be developed into being a very high value, employable um, candidate for the workplace. So that's really the, the kind of one thing that we look at is, is the soft skills and the proactivity and the really wanting it and, and differentiating yourself with your initiative when we're looking for the right graduates for these competitive roles. And, and I want to know, you know, is it important for me to be obsessed with, you know, getting a job just because everybody else is getting it? How does that impact, you know, my mental health, my financial health, my ability to make sound decisions? Um, yeah, I don't think that it should become a obsession or an additional pressure that you put on yourself. So, um, you know, do what feels right. If you're ready, if that's something you're looking for, if that's the next step that you want to take is getting a job, then put your focus on it, try your hardest, and you will eventually find what's right for you. Um, if that's not working, you know, after several months of trying, have a look at your approach. Think about, you know, what you're doing. Is this the right time? Is this the right place? Do you need a break? Um, you know, would you benefit from maybe a life experience like traveling for a few months to get yourself out of that mindset before you come back? So I think it shouldn't be an obsession. It should be 
something that is a goal if it's the right time, if it's the right place, not because everyone else is doing it, but because you're ready to start that next chapter in your life and start your career. Thank you for this wonderful conversation, Zainab. I think I agreed with a lot of things that you've mentioned. There's a beautiful overlap between just finding and and getting a job and actually having the right skill set and investing time in developing your life skills that will probably help you increase your employability chances. So thank you for for sharing your experience and a recruiter's perspective with us and our audience. And we're hoping to continue this conversation with you in our next episodes. So stay tuned, guys, and don't forget to be mindful with your money.